Now let's take a look at the bigger picture. Ray Vishakati is with us, CFA, Senior Vice President, Financial Advisor with RBC Wealth Management. Thank you so much for being with us. So we woke up this morning. What did you think when you got up this morning? You saw everything selling off in the way that it did. Uh, what's been on your mind here? Well, this is an expected market reaction. Typically speaking, when you have any kind of escalation or invasion, it oftentimes triggers short-term volatility. But historically, geopolitical conflict has not had long-lasting uh, durability and long-term impact on the market. So, you know, typically speaking, you see a short-term shock event, you're going to see energy prices tick up. You're going to see a flight to quality, meaning, you know, treasuries, especially in the long end, um, are going to go up, yields are going to come down. You know, gold is the classic safe haven. So it's the typical playbook for how markets react to any kind of political shock event. And so with the markets sort of gyrating back and forth, right? This morning, you see the big sell-off with the NASDAQ, for example, back in the green up more than three quarters of 1% after having been down three and a half percent. Um, traders, uh, you know, I would agree with you, are not surprised to see this volatility and they expect more of it. At the same time, the Fed is front and center and we're waiting to hear from the Fed. Inflation is a big story. What are you seeing there? Well, inflation remains a story of too much demand chasing too few goods. And that's going to fade as consumers start shifting towards their pre-pandemic spending levels and spending away from goods on services. Historically, uh, consumers spend about 61% on services and, um, sorry, 69% on services and 31% on goods. When the pandemic began and people began staying at home, that number was flipped upside down. And so you had uh, you know, retailers that were understocked with inventories. There was just too much money going after goods. Now. Beginning about a year ago in March, we started to see evidence that consumers were coming back to spending on services. In December, about 66% of consumption was on services. And so what we're also seeing with that backdrop is that retail inventories are starting to build. And uh, right now they're up 12.6% year over year. That's $481 billion of inventory. So that might be an indication that retailers have overordered. And um, you know, by historical standards, that's pretty significant. But um, I think that there was a, a lot of reaction to that February 10th CPI number of 7.5%. And uh, the markets immediately started baking in 100% probability of a 50 basis point rate hike in the March meeting. The markets have since come off of that. I never bought into that idea in the first place. First of all, for the last um, you know, two decades, the Fed has really moved with gradualism and, and for that, they just you know take these 25 basis points increments in terms of increasing interest rates, kind of assessing the new data that comes in. We have a couple more data points that are coming out before the next Fed meeting, um, and so we can uh, we could probably you know predict at this point the Fed is going to only increase by 25 basis points next month. Yeah, and you know so 25 basis points is what you're seeing for the March. For the March meeting. Um, that being said, you mentioned CPI, right? And that that print sort of spooked folks when they saw that seven and a half percent. Then we got sure. PPI. You're watching PCE. As you noted, we're waiting on more prints between now and the next meeting. And the Fed is very data dependent. In the meantime, I saw more and for, more folks are actually facing a lot of debt. They've taken on debt for cars and houses. 
because they've had a very low rate environment. That debt may catch up to folks, particularly if they don't have higher wages, because even with wages higher, they're not making what they're going to be paying. Right. So, so if you let's just talk about PCE for a moment. And, you know, if you look at what the Fed likes to gauge inflation with, uh, they're looking at PCE, personal consumption expenditures. And you look at that core PCE, if you strip out volatile energy prices, if you strip out food prices, which tend to be volatile as well, the number is more like four, 5.2%. That's probably what we're going to see tomorrow. That's a far cry from the 7.5% CPI reading that we had. So in terms of the trajectory of where inflation is going, uh, you know, I, I still think it's going to moderate. I, I mean, if we look at um, what the tips market is telling us, if you know, the market implied return over the next five years, something like 2.9% for inflation. RBC Capital Markets Research is also showing that inflation is going to come down below 3%. So you have all these inflation indicators that are coming down this year. In terms of debt, right. household balances are still pretty clean. I mean, historically, the debt balances are not um, you know, as excessive as we've seen in, in the past. Right. So I, you know, I think that some of these issues are going to get resolved this year. Yeah. And last but not least, as far as financial advice and planning, um, you know, obviously diversified portfolio is always the best. You can't time this market, right? You said don't rush to sell here. What's your financial advice for folks? So that's important to stay the course in a market environment like this because we've seen this happen before and those investors who decide to sell out of their portfolios on, on days like today end up making a mistake. If you look back at the last 20 years and let's say you missed the best 20 trading days, your average annualized return for the S&P 500 would have been not 6%, but 0.1%. So that's a big difference. So when you sell out of the market, you got to make two decisions properly, the day to sell out and the day to buy back in. And most investors can't do both of those um, with 100% perfect clarity. Yeah. Reva Shakati, thank you so much for being with us on a day, obviously a busy one at that of RBC Wealth Management. Thank you.